Well, Razorback fans, I kind of want to talk a little basketball today. And it seems like, according to some, Arkansas has set the standard for college basketball in the SEC. Is that actually true? Let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Thursday. And if you'll indulge me a little bit, uh, we've talked a lot of football, and rightfully so. And, you know, right now we're just kind of getting ready for the Alabama game, and we can get into some more of the things that are going on with that particular matchup on tomorrow's podcast. But I want to switch gears with you and talk a little bit about Razorback basketball. We'll get football later. But basketball particularly, uh, which is something that I think is on the minds of a lot of people. I think I mentioned yesterday, even on the podcast, that Arkansas red-white game from last week had more downloads and more watches on my podcast than a lot of the other football podcasts so far this football season, which tells a lot. It tells a lot. So I think it's always good to talk a little basketball uh, when you can. And I was trying to think of like, okay, so, you know, we're going to do some breakdowns. We're going to talk about certain things, uh, players and all that. Well, that'll come in time because, again, next week's SEC media days for basketball. But I had or I came across, I should say, on social media, an article from uh, the Arkansas site for Sports Illustrated. I think it's All Hogs is what it's called. And I thought it was a really fascinating thing because uh, Memphis has a player on their team which we'll talk Memphis a little bit more here in a bit, with uh, Javon Quinterly. You remember him? Or Javon Quinterly. He played at Alabama and everything, and he was a uh, McDonald's All-American coming out of high school, and he was at Villanova. But uh, anyways, he was always kind of a little rivalry, if you will, for Alabama and Arkansas during those times. And normally this wouldn't even be a big deal or even care about it, but he had some comments at Media Day for Memphis which I thought was especially interesting, all things considered, where he talked about Arkansas. Played at Alabama. He's now at Memphis, but he's talking about Arkansas. And so, you know, I talked about the time when he was being recruited by Eric Musselman as a transfer. And this is what he had to say, because not only do, like, just to set the record for it, he, Quinterly was the sixth man, SEC Sixth Man of the Year, uh, All-SEC Tournament player. And then he went with Memphis and signed with them, you know, whatever reasons about it. But he says in, in quote, a lot of people don't know this, especially Arkansas fans. But when I was transferring from Villanova, Alabama and Arkansas were probably the first two schools to reach out to me. So think about that. They were the first two schools to reach out to him. And if he would have come to Arkansas, for those of you wondering like which year this was, he would have been with J.D. Note, Justin Smith, Moses Moody, uh, Jalen Williams, Devontae Davis. Those guys would have been on that team in that year. So you think about what how that would have changed the dynamic of that team. I mean, the team was already good. It made it to the Elite Eight. But it was, it was fascinating to see like what that would have been like if that came to it. 
And so when they were asked about, you know, maybe some of the reasons why he didn't choose Arkansas or decide to go a different direction, he said, quote, I will say Eric Musselman gets guys to the league for sure. But for me personally, I love the way he runs his program. But with the extra taking his shirt off, jumping on the table after a win, I was never a big fan of that. I'm not going to say I don't like him as a coach. He's done great things with his program. He's put a lot of guys into the NBA. And at the end of the day, that's a success story. He's doing well for himself. But I was just never a fan of that other stuff. And they was, went on to talk about Arkansas and Alabama. He says it's a little mini rivalry, I would say. I was fortunate enough that I only lost to him once or twice in three years. That's a rivalry that basketball-wise has really grown outside of Auburn and Bama. Arkansas and Bama is probably next. He also goes in again. He talked a lot about Arkansas. This is what's crazy. Arkansas had a lot of postseason success, but hasn't been able to see the same success in conference, and Bama is kind of the opposite. Bama has seen success in conference, but could never get over the hump in postseason. It was just in, that's interesting to me. He says, uh, the article goes on to talk about how um, he he says upon hearing that Arkansas fans don't get too worked up over regular season titles and have historically shown preference for winning a couple of games in the SEC tournament and then getting home to rest up for the NCAA tournament unless a championship is needed to make the field of 64. Quinterly took a moment to reflect on whether that would have been a better approach while he was in Tuscaloosa. Because, you know, that's been always my thing is when I see all these Bama fans and Auburn fans, we're just like, look at the banner of our SEC tournament championship. Cool. You lost in the round of 32. You know, whatever. That's been my whole thing. I care more about what happens in March than I do about the SEC regular season. But apparently Quinterly has reflected on that. And he says, quote, that's something I was even thinking about last year. I had won the SEC before and went and lost to a 13-seed UCLA who wasn't even supposed to be in there. It would be better if we lose the tournament championship and would be more locked in. Whoa. Whoa. I was told that the SEC regular season championship or the SEC tournament is a really, really big deal and a bigger deal than only making it like you'd rather have that than, you know, lose in the round of 32 or even make the sweet 16. Like I was told that that stuff doesn't matter. That the NCAA tournament, you know, it's great and all, but it's about the banners. Those are the things that matter. But yet here we have Quinterly, who was at Alabama, a team that Arkansas basketball for the most part has not really had a lot of love for rightfully. So Uh, you have a player that was on that team who says what everyone's been thinking out loud. I had won the SEC before and went and lost to a 13-seed UCLA who wasn't even supposed to be in there. It would be better if we lose the tournament championship and we would be more locked in. Well, heaven to Betsy. I, I oh, Here's the thing with Quinterly and what he said. I, I don't have any disagreements with it. And the thing he said about Muss and you know the taking the shirt off and all that stuff, you know, whatever. I mean, everyone's got their own thing. Uh, I, think he, I think he paid a lot of respect to Muss talking about the program that he's running and also the, um, you know, the success that he's had and putting guys in the NBA. So he's very complimentary of Musk. He just didn't like the, the antics, which is fine. Some people love the antics. Some people don't care about the antics. I'm personally, I'm like, if it's what drives a coach to be successful, 
if it's what Musk does to where he's just that personality that gets him to the point to where he needs to be and where the team needs to be and players need to be, I'm all for it. I love it, and I want to see more of it. But uh, for him to, to really hammer the point home about how it made him reflect on how if they just would have maybe focused a little bit more on the NCAA tournament and not so much as the SEC tournament, they may have had some of that more postseason success. So what I gather from this, and maybe I'm looking too much into it, and that's fine. I don't have, Again, I don't have a problem with Quinterly. And uh, Quinterly even said, quote, he made the change. That's why he left the SEC. He's like, I spent four years in the SEC. My last year, I wanted to put myself in a situation where I'm, I'm comfortable because that's where I thrive. Did it from Nova to Bama. Now I'm going to do it from Bama to Memphis. So, you know, he's he's obviously fine with where he's at. And Memphis and Penny Hardaway is a good program. And uh, they got a good team there. But I just love the fact that he has he came out and he kind of like alluded to the fact of what is the positives and what are the benefits of being able to have a program, no matter what, that focuses on the real thing at hand, the most important thing. As I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I am not saying that the SEC championships in the regular season or an SEC tournament title mean nothing. I'm not saying they mean nothing. I'm not saying they don't, they're not like an accomplishment. They're not a little milestone that you can knock up and, and be excited about and be proud of. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that the SEC championships and the SEC tournament championships or whatever mean nothing if you do nothing with them. If you go into postseason play and you're a number one overall seed because you won the SEC regular season and you won the SEC tournament and you don't even get out of the second weekend, you lose in the Sweet 16, it was all for naught. It was all for naught. Razorback baseball is a great example of that this past season. Razorback baseball won the SEC regular season. They lost in the SEC tournament, but they won the regular season, and Arkansas got bounced in their regional. You tell me, Razorback fans, when people come at you, like Tennessee fans when they made the World Series, or LSU fans when they won it all, you'd be like, well, okay, but yeah, we won the SEC regular season, so up yours. No, you don't. And it's the same thing in basketball. Would you rather, be, be honest with yourselves, would you rather win the SEC regular season title and win the SEC tournament and lose in the round of 32 or not win the SEC regular season title, not win the SEC tournament, get into the NCAA tournament as like a five or six seed and make it to the Elite Eight? Say what you want, but I'd rather make it to the Elite Eight between those two scenarios. I think Arkansas and Eric Musselman have shown that they are the gold standard of when it comes to uh, college basketball in the SEC. They are. Not to say that they have, you know, the, you know, again, regular season success. If that's what you want to look at, that's fine. But when it comes to the NCAA tournament success, since Eric Musselman's arrived at Arkansas, no one comes close to what he's been able to do. He's put pros in the NBA like clockwork. He has recruited at the highest level. He's got success rates that are, that are showing for it. He's got, he's got it going. He's the gold standard. Bruce Pearl, Nate Oates, Buzz Williams, all good coaches. But when it comes to the standard of excellence of when it matters the most and playing your best basketball at the times that it matters the most, Eric Musselman in Arkansas, that's, that's where they thrive. 
So I'm just glad to see that somebody was actually recognizing that that is more important. You know, the success of having it in postseason in March in March is more important and should be focused on. But don't can't tell that to anybody else because they always oh, care. Oh, look at those banners. Great. Great. You know, you know, I, I'll, I'll make the joke and I'm feeling in a little bit of a feisty move already because, you know, Razorback football has been bad. So I'm already in a feisty move. But here's the th- here, I'll end on this thing. It's like. You can point to your banners about SEC regular season titles and all that, and that's all great, grand, and wonderful. But at the end of the day, fans will always remember the March Madness runs. And you will always be considered a less-than-average or maybe a best-than-average basketball program if that's what you care about. Big-time basketball programs don't care about that stuff. Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, um, UCLA. You know, those programs that have had so much success, they don't care about it, an SEC a conference regular season title. They don't care. They care about what they do when it matters the most. Arkansas has got to win a national championship under Muss, and I think that these got all the reasons to make it work and to get to that point. But it's just nice to hear somebody actually say uh, what everybody already knows especially since it was an Alabama basketball player. Don't tell them. Don't tell them over there. Folks, uh, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Check them out today. FanDuel.com slash locked on. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Still going with basketball, though, because, again, something about Memphis and what they were having to discuss, apparently, at their uh, media day. A lot of it had to deal with Arkansas. It just made me laugh, which is cool. Like I, I love that. I love that they were getting brought up because the more and more Arkansas gets brought up in other ways, the better it off off it is to me. So uh, this has to do with Penny Hardaway, though. He's the head coach of Memphis. And for those of you who aren't aware, Arkansas and Memphis used to have a really good rivalry in college basketball. It was always a regular season deal, um, especially during the Nolan Richardson days. They would play many times there in Memphis at the Pyramid. Um, you know, there was a lot of great players that went back and forth. Arkansas would get a lot of players out of Memphis, um, to join the Razorback basketball program. So there was a little bit of a rivalry there. Uh, so yeah, it was just really good. It was a really good thing, a fun thing. And something that was pretty regionally located as a rivalry. 
but it ended because John Calipari was the coach over there. And as soon as Stan Heath came in, he, uh, he said, we need to start scheduling more national teams rather than Arkansas, which is like, okay. Okay. Coach. But either way, people have been dying to get this rivalry back up and have them playing a lot more consistently. And one of the things that got brought up, I remember I was at a thing for the Razorback Foundation, I believe. It was last December here in Little Rock. It's at the Country Club of Little Rock. And Muss was there, and it was before the Arkansas basketball game against, uh, man, who is it that they played? Was it Lipscomb? No, it's this year. In base. I don't know. Forgot whoever they played. Uh, there in uh, Little Rock, North Little Rock, at Simmons Bank Arena. He, he spoke before it, and someone asked him, Coach, what's it going to take for Arkansas and Memphis to get back and having their scheduled rivalry again? Well, I remember Mus said, he's like, you know, we've, you know, we've been working on a lot of things, a lot of different, you know, teams to be able to look out for and trying to schedule some things. But every single time, you know, we've called up the 901 area code, we, we never got a return phone call. As it kind of to allude to the fact that it was like, Arkansas has been trying. It's been more about Memphis not wanting to set it up. So that's where I last heard it. But then when Penny Hardaway was asked about it in media days, uh, he says, quote, everybody's always saying they want to do it. It's just a matter of getting it done. The problem that comes up with what the problem that comes up with uh, it is that everybody has already committed to something like a home and home with a team uh, with a year before or whatever. So, Maybe a year or two from now, we can get the Arkansas rivalry back and get, get the thing going back the way we need it to. Uh, so I was like, okay, it was kind of a non-answer. But what that's not, if I took Muss's answer and then I look at Penny Hardway's answer about the Memphis rivalry, I'm like, okay, Muss kind of just said, hey, it's, it's Memphis, we're trying. And Hardway, at least from this regard, assuming that what Muss said is true, that it's more about Memphis and their scheduling. Like they can't, figure out a way to get the schedule right the way that they need it to to be able to play Arkansas, which I'm like, eh, I don't know if I buy that either. Maybe it's, I think maybe it's an agreement about the location and they can't get on the same page for that, but either way. Um, they, they've been rivals, in especially the 80s and 90s. Todd Day, uh, Ron Heary, Corey Beck, Dwight Stewart, all from the Memphis area. And also, we know that Penny Hardaway was there. Uh, he, he had a lot of talent around him back when they were Memphis State. So uh, Penny Hardaway also went on to say, he's like, it's not like it was back in the day. Back in the day, the city of Memphis had a lot of talent. So Arkansas could come over and get three of our players and we could still be really good at the University of Memphis. So they got to get the, yeah, they got to get this going and they should play. Like that's the whole question is, should they play? Should they have this rivalry? Absolutely. They need to get it back. They need to get it back and they need to make it work. And I think that you start to see like Arkansas playing Purdue, an exhibition game, they're playing Duke. Um, and, and Bud Walton Arena. I even saw with the way too early ESPN top 25 rankings, Arkansas plays three top 10 teams inside Bud Walton this year. Duke is number two, Purdue's number three. It's an exhibition game, I know. And then Tennessee's number eight. So you're talking about three top 10 teams that are going to be coming to Bud Walton Arena. And I feel like if you're going to play a team like Memphis, set that up. However it needs to happen, set it up. Everyone wants it. It'd be good for both programs. It'd be fun. It'd be entertaining. Find a way to make it happen, and hopefully they do here very, very soon. Folks, this episode is brought to you by Markel. From Fayetteville to El Dorado and everywhere in between, Markel's been helping Arkansas small business community 
For over 30 years, Markell is a global specialty insurer with a truly people-first approach because to them, insurance is more than just a piece of paper. It's a promise to help people get back on their feet. You know, we spend a third of our lives working, so on-the-job injuries can be expected. And you work hard to build your business, so it's important to make sure that you and your employees have the right insurance coverage. Whether you're a new to the business or celebrating a 25th year anniversary, whether you have one employee or a thousand employees, Markell aims to understand your workers' compensation insurance needs. Find a local independent agent to get a free workers' compensation insurance quote today at markellinsurance.com slash locked on. That's M-A-R-K-E-L insurance.com slash locked on. Markell, insuring America's small businesses since 1930. Insurance carrier coverage, dividends, and services availability may vary by state. Markell is a registered trademark of Markell Group Incorporated. We're also brought to you by LinkedIn with all these days, we know that the new potential hire can always feel like a small, or not small stakes, but a high stakes wager for your small business. Because if you have a small business out there, you know it's always tough to get the right people for your job. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, because LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you do is go to linkedin.com slash college, and then you can add your job for free. It's using that purple hashtag hiring frame. You get your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And you got simple tools like screening questions, making it easy to focus on the candidates that you want to hire with the right experience and the right priorities. So check it out because LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I wanted to end with a little football, and, you know, it's been nothing but negative for the most part here on the Arkansas football and on the podcast, which I'm not saying that I got to be ultra positive all the time, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. They have not been good. It's not been good. It's not been fun. It's not been thrilling. It's not been much of anything. So I wanted to at least use this time to go a little bit positive or at least give a shout out to something that is positive, and that is Cam Little, the kicker. Now, a lot of you are laughing like, wow, it's fat, sad, sad as that to have to bring up the kicker as a positive. Well, I'm not bringing it up as a positive in a joking manner. I'm bringing it up as a positive because I feel like it deserves some positivity. It deserves some respect on that, Ray, because Cam Little's been awesome. He's been 9 of 10 from... Field goal range, he's kicked three 50-plus yard field goals. He's three for three from there. And he's found some consistency in that. And the reason I always bring that up is because, you know, we sometimes take it for granted as far as the elite players that can come through the University of Arkansas when it happens. And I feel like, for whatever reason, it's the years that Arkansas is at their best is the times they struggled having the kicking game, like of an overall team, or vice versa. But Cam Little is a guy who has been always so accommodating and, and such a uh, a guy that you know has had his moments where he's hit some big time field goals, and you know kind of going through what happened last year where he missed a few. For him to bounce back in the way that he has and having the success that he is, he really is a true weapon that can help out Arkansas. And I'm just hoping and praying that one of these one possession games is going to come down to Cam Little having to hit a kick to where they win the game that's actually, you know, like if it's tied and they win it or they're down by one or two, they win it. Or even if they need to go to overtime down by three, they find a way. So Cam Little's been great. 
And I think he deserves a lot of credit and a lot of respect for that. It's just I want to put him, I want to have him in a game where he actually has it on the line and sees and see how he does, see how he handles it. Because I think he'll handle it well. I think he'll be great at it. But until we get to see it, you know, it, it's a matter of he's great when uh, there's not as much pressure. But what's it going to be like in pressure? That's what I want to see next. When the game's on the line, how will he be? Will he hit those big time field goals? That's the key for me. But anyways, I want to give a shout out to Cam Little and the success that he's having because he deserves it. How about that? A little positivity for your day in football side of things. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter, Buzz John Neighbors, for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.